MHR and Levine Accident Attorneys. Call 1-800-747-FREE. This is ESPN 1063 WUUB Jupiter. Here's a message from Ken LaVica. Joe Rigotti, hit the open! On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Please, Chris Gear, Chris, please, Brian Flores, please don't screw this up. I'm begging you. It's draft day, and it's busy here on ESPN 106.3. I'm Ken Levicka. I've got my name on the show. He's Chris Kokel. He's my sidekick, and we are in part one of two Ken Levicka lives today. We're going to be back with you what? at 6 o'clock from PBKC draft Paddock Restaurant. Day! Their NFL draft party does doors open at five and we're on the air at six, but we have a ton to do today. We are mere moments away from talking with former Jets and Dolphins GM Mike Tannenbaum. Uh, I want to dig in on the Dolphins here. I have some some sad news that I have to convey. Oh no. Some sad, sad news. Joe Rigotti, if we could set the mood here, I would uh, I would appreciate that. Um, Jeremy Fowler and Dan Graziano are reporting that the Atlanta Falcons are expected to stay put at four and take Florida tight end Kyle Pitts. This is a man who I have grown to, to appreciate and love and put a lot of, a lot of effort into over the last several weeks, those gigantic hands the massive wingspan, that untouchable catch radius, but it just doesn't seem like it's meant to be. It's starting to feel like Atlanta's going to screw us and take Kyle Pitts. Why can't you take a quarterback? For God's sake, you're a first-year head coach, Arthur Smith. Start your clock now. Have some guts. But it looks like Kyle Pitts isn't going to be there at 6 for the Dolphins. Cut the music, though, because this is the NFL, and you suck it up. You suck it up, and you move on. You overcome adversity. And so now, Chris Greer, dig in. There's a decision to be made at 6, and I'm going to put it out there to you because, yeah, I know that there's a lot of fans of different teams in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, but you know what you're going to do? We're going to talk Dolphins because you don't want to know why. I got my own damn radio show, and I want to talk about the Dolphins and what they're going to do at 6. What should the Dolphins do at 6? 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN-COQUEL. Not just 6, Ken. 18. Just just think, if the Dolphins were just picking 18, you'd be excited, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, fine. That's where (laughs) they've spent the last 15 years picking because they've been 8-8 every year. So that's what I'm saying. So 18 would be exciting. So not just at 6, but also at 18. How should the Dolphins finish the night? I'm I'm more excited for 18. So now, here's the wrinkle in all of this, though, because there is uh, some growing expectation among several NFL reporters 
that the Bengals are actually not going to, at five, take Oregon offensive tackle Penny Sewell, but instead they're going to reunite their quarterback, Joe Burrow, with his former top receiver, Jamar Chase. And so that presents a tricky situation for the Dolphins at six. So in this hypothetical where you don't have Kyle Pitts, in this hypothetical where you don't have Jamar Chase, what do the Dolphins do? Do you go and get the Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith, who there has been a lot made of his size or lack thereof, the concerns about that uh, over the last several weeks? I don't know if you've seen some of the new mock drafts that have come out in the last couple of days, Coquel. I saw the uh, Chris Coquel mock draft. The Chris Coquel mock draft had Devontae Smith going where? I got to look. Okay, great. Um, uh, I'm glad that you uh, you committed that to memory. Way to kill the bit. Um, uh, eight. <laughs> at eight. Eight to the Panthers. But there are some mock drafts that Devontae Smith is going to dip into the teens and perhaps the late teens. And there are some who would suggest now that Devontae Smith is a stretch to take at six. But what about his college teammate at Alabama, Jalen Waddle, who the last time we saw him, he was – literally waddling on the turf at Hard Rock Stadium because he was coming off of that gruesome ankle uh, fracture and high ankle sprain that had him off the field since October, and he tried to play, and he was so hobbled that we only saw him briefly, and that was it, courageous of him try to, to try to play, but also he um, uh, he's a supreme talent, we know that, but he's coming off of injury, and... A high ankle sprain, those things linger a little bit. And you're doing like you did with Tua, guy coming off a fairly serious injury, and you're going to expect him to, to get going in his rookie year. Or do the Dolphins do the unthinkable, something that I have defied because I don't think it's sexy. I like the flashy skill position player. Would the Dolphins Punter. take Penny Sewell at six? Would they take... Penny Sewell at six, a guy that we thought for sure was going to go to the Bengals and protect Joe Burrow. But now it's starting to, my football intuition has kicked in. And I have talked myself into a scenario now where the Dolphins take Penny Sewell and it defies all sensibilities I ever have about a top 10 pick for my team in the draft. If you want to get excited about Penny Sewell, Google Penny Sewell Tackle. His tackle on an interception was one of the best tackles I've ever watched. But that's not what you're drafting him to do, But he's Coquel. a finisher. He finishes plays. It showed the bend, the twitchiness. He's a player. Or should the Dolphins trade down no. in a deep tackle draft? And perhaps you can get a tackle. You were down. Why are you trading back up? You already Be- did that. Because you then you're this. adjusting. You're adjusting. Christian Derrissaw, maybe Rashawn Slater are there if the Broncos want to trade up and get a quarterback and then you can still at 18 at 18 you can get a wide receiver or you can get Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle moving back and then get one of the offensive tackles at 18 there's options out there but man I'm trying to talk myself into tomorrow jumping on this show and defending Chris Greer for taking an offensive tackle at six, and it makes my head hurt, and it makes my stomach churn. So many options for the Dolphins at six. To me, forget the Niners at three. You know they're taking a quarterback, unless they take Kyle Pitts, and we'll talk to Mike Tannenbaum about his uh, bold statement to Evan Cohen earlier this week when Mike Tannenbaum joins us here in a couple of minutes. But 
What should the Dolphins do at six? There's a plethora of options. They are fascinating. 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. We're talking Dolphins. We're the home of the Dolphins in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. What do they do at six? Put yourself in Chris Greer's shoes. 888-760-3776. Dave is in Delray. Dave, you're on Ken Levick Alive. It's Damon, Ken. Your good friend oh, Damon. Damon in Delray. Damon, what's up, brother? <laughs> Again, congrats. Hope the Ninas are doing good, man. Absolutely. Um, Thank you for asking. Again. Yeah. Ken, you hit it on the head, brother. Hit it on the head. We cannot be sexy here. We we got to use that choice, build up the offensive line. That's where games are won and lost, on the line of scrimmage, okay? Um, our quarterback is solid enough. He's good enough. I believe in him. But you get – you we use that pick to solidify the offensive line, and you're you're right, man. The wide receiver position now is so prominent in college that you can get a really good one later in the first or early in the second. I don't know if we have a second-round pick this year, but I'm just saying I agree with you 100%. Build that line up around Tua, get him a running game, get some play action going, and he will shine. So I you, guarantee it. So, Damon, you are of the mind that for Tua, short-term and long-term, and by the way, the Dolphins do have two second-round picks, which they may use if they Great. wanted to trade up from 18, potentially, um, depending how far yeah. they want to go. But you're under the you're, you're going by the logic that an offensive tackle, a high-end offensive tackle is more important than a high-end wide receiver at that six pick for Tua's short-term and uh. long-term development. I, I, I do, I do. I mean, I mean, listen. Don't get me wrong. I, I don't know this kid, these kids from Alabama at six. If we can get him, that's great. Okay, but I'm saying if you do that, then make damn sure that you use the rest of our higher picks to build that line. Believe me, there's you just got to scout properly, man. That's why Jimmy Johnson is the greatest personnel guy ever. He built those Dallas teams. Yeah, he had Aikman and, and Michael Irving, but dude. Those teams were built on fifth, sixth-round draft choices, the Leon Letts, fourth-round draft choices. That's when you build a championship. And our guys got to get it together, find some kid at northern Iowa or somewhere, you know, <laughs> for a guard. Find, you know, build that offensive lineup around two. I think that's our best bet. Our defense looks good. Um, yeah, you know, this is definitely this a Tua draft. This is a uh, make Tua succeed draft. And appreciate the call. You'll get some defensive. Uh, you, you'll get some defensive picks in the mid rounds. But at six, at eighteen, this is all offense, all offense, all the time. But it, it, it's it's what order? What do the Dolphins do at six? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six eight 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 seven six zero ESPN. Because I. My football sensibilities tell me that if Kyle Pitts goes at four and if Jamar Chase goes at six, at five, you can legitimately trade down and still get Waddle or Smith if someone wants to come up and get Justin Fields. Like, I, I think you can play that game and you can get yourself potentially some more draft value as well. Continue to compile that. I'm not mad at that. But, obviously, the biggest prize is if Kyle Pitts is still there at six. They have enough draft capital already, though. There's only so much draft capital you I know. Have. You don't want to be Oklahoma City and just be racking up 37 draft picks. Because they're six, I know. 18, 36, 50 in the second round. And then the third round, don't forget, they have 81. So, in the top 90 picks, they have that many picks in the top 90. 
888-760-3776-888-760-ESPN. We'll go ahead and get Mike Tannenbaum here in just a couple of moments. A reminder that we are brought to you by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. 21 years of grooming the sports executives of tomorrow. That's fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Again, forget the 49ers at three and what quarterback they're taking. I think that the Dolphins end up being the most fascinating pick here at six. And let's go ahead and bring in a man who's busy today. Mike Tannenbaum, former Jets Dolphins GM, joins us here weekly on ESPN 106.3 with Evan Cohen. Mike, I'm going to go full-fledged Dolphins here on what we've been discussing. What do the Finns do at six? And my hypothetical is, in case Kyle Pitts at, at goes four to Atlanta and Jamar Chase goes five to the Bengals, and it seems like there's at least some momentum building for that, do the Dolphins, would they take Penny Sewell. How would you feel about the Dolphins going Sewell at six as opposed to a high-end wide receiver? Makes a lot of sense. You know, it's another building block to put two in the best position to be successful. Um, you know, they certainly have tried to address the offensive line to a certain extent. They just moved uh, Eric Flowers. So I think if he was there, I think Sewell has a chance to be really good. And maybe you put him at right tackle, which is obviously the left-handed quarterback's blind side. In 2021, with a quarterback like Tua, with this Dolphins team, what what is more important for the short-term and long-term development of Tua? Is it, at six, a high-end offensive tackle or a high-end wide receiver that he potentially already has a relationship with, with either Smith or Waddle? Yeah, I'm a big, starting with uh, offensive line back to uh, my Jet days, you know, we took two offensive linemen in the first round. I just think it's the foundation. You know, Miami, we drafted Laramie Tunsil. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he, he was a good player for a long time. That turned into additional dividends for the Dolphins. Just think, unless you have a really good offensive line, guys, it's just hard to be successful. Uh, here with Mike Tannenbaum uh, on ESPN 106.3, Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel. Uh I, I've held out for Kyle Pitts. And two weeks ago, it seemed like this was going to be a marriage that was destined to happen. Kyle Pitts and the Dolphins. Uh, can you give me any hope whatsoever that he still might be there at six tonight? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so many unknowns. You know, I think if Atlanta stays there, they take him. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if they traded out. Um, so I think there's a ton of moving parts. And uh, that's what's going to make tonight so much fun. I do want to uh, bring you back to earlier this week, speaking of Pitts, Mike, where uh, where you said this to Evan Cohen. Uh, we're trying to play it here. Uh, well, we'll, we'll uh, so when it comes to Kyle Pitts, I know that you had said, and we have the audio, uh, we'll, uh, we'll try and play it back, but we had said that you had said that you would pay his kids college tuition if Kyle Pitts goes to the Niners. If some way, somehow, the Niners ended up going uh, with Kyle Pitts. Uh, are you feeling nervous at all? Where are you at? Where's your head at right now? Do you anticipate that there's even a chance that you might have to break out the checkbook and pay for tuition after tonight? <laughs> I feel pretty good. I just can't <laughs> imagine that Kyle Shanahan would give up two first-round picks and a third-round pick for a tight end, despite uh, Kyle Pitts's, uh greatness. So it'll, it'll be certainly fun to watch, but uh, that would surprise me. Mike, what about with some of their other picks at 18, 36, and 50? They have some big needs, and when you're in that top 50 or even the third round or even the top 90 picks, those are all starters, I would think, from a GM's point of view. Who are some guys that the offense can target? 
Yeah, well, obviously it depends on where, where they start, but I love the depth at receiver in this year's draft. So uh, depending on if and when they you know take one early, there's there's so many, I think, guys that could really make a difference. Kadarius Tony could be somebody there that's you know somewhere between 25 and 45. Um, if they don't get Kyle Pitts and want to come back and get another tight end, you know, there'll be a couple of those. You know, down the line, there's Trey McKinney from Georgia, who I like, played really well at the Senior Bowl, bigger frame guy, good athlete. So I think um, top 150 picks will have a number of stars that come into this year's draft. For me, Seth Williams out of Auburn is one of my favorite players in the draft. Not Jamie and Sherwood, who I coach. Ken thought I was, when I say Auburn, he thinks I'm going to go there. But Seth Williams, he just his catch radius, and every Auburn game I watched, he made a big play. Who's someone that you watch that maybe we don't know about that you're like, wow, this kid's going to surprise a lot of people? Yeah, I like Davis Mills. I think he's a guy, from, a quarterback from Stanford, that if healthy, um, has a chance to be a good starting quarterback. Um, he has knee concerns that are real, but he's somebody that, in my opinion, um, could go at the bottom of the first round, much way Lamar Jackson did a couple of years ago with Baltimore where you get the fifth um, year on the contract. So I do think there's a sixth quarterback Probably him, maybe Kyle Trask of Florida that goes at the bottom of the first. Uh, just my, my hometown team, the Chicago Bears, just real quick. Is, is Justin Fields, do you think he gets to that point, and do you think he's a Bear by the end of the night? Is there a possibility? Yeah, I think they would have to trade up for him. I think five quarterbacks go in the top ten. Um, and then there's this group of four teams, Chicago, Pittsburgh, Washington, and New England that I think could move up somewhere in that Carolina at eight range, maybe Denver at nine. So I think Chicago would have to give up you know, a pretty good premium to get up there, but I don't think it's something we could rule out. Mike Tannenbaum with us. A couple more. Mr. T, I know you're up in Bristol today. What? Uh, how, how does that work? You're, I'm sure you're just on call. Do you have to just text, uh, check text messages? or Is someone coming in and saying, all right, Mr. T, we need you in five minutes. How does your day go today? Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's great. Uh, started at 6 a.m. We had a get-up meeting and then had get-up, KJZ, uh, talking to friends literally all over the country like you guys. And then uh, we start the draft coverage. Uh, our meeting, I think, starts at 5 p.m. And then uh, we're going all night and until uh, the last pick's made. So uh, it's great. And then uh, get a chance to do the same thing all over again tomorrow morning. And uh, also, too, do you prefer when the draft was Saturday morning First round, second round, third round, fourth round, or do you prefer this Thursday first round prime time? Because I I miss the weekend one. You know, I think it's just great for all of us that are in and around the sport, which is our sport's incredibly popular. The ratings are great, and um, it just speaks to you know the two most popular sports in our country are pro football and college football, and this is a confluence of both those things. So, um, you know, from a traditional, sure, do you like it on a Saturday? Absolutely, but. Um, this this has really become a special in our country. Mike, really quick, and I know you got to go, but if you can let me know about if the Jets are going to get one of these top running backs with either 23 or 34, but more importantly also, if you can tell me about Greco Chevy. Yeah, I do think the Jets come out of this with a back. Um, someone they compare with Zach Wilson, maybe it's Travis Etienne or Javante Williams from North Carolina, two guys that can catch the ball. And uh, Greco Chevrolet, they've been uh, – Great partners of us at uh, ESPN West Palm, and uh, they have an, a, a brand new showroom. They got great cars, great products. I went in there, uh, bought a new uh, Tahoe myself. It's uh, great cars, great value, very safe, very clean environment, and uh, they're conveniently located uh, on Federal Highway in Delray Beach. 
All right, Mr. T, really appreciate it. You're going to see Mike Tannenbaum all over ESPN uh, throughout the course of the day. The Jaguars are on the clock and uh, the tuition for Evan Cohen's children (laughs) in college. We're on the clock with that as well. Mr. T, thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week, okay? All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. All right, Mike Tannenbaum, former Jets and Dolphins GM with us here on Ken LeVick Alive. Uh, I want Kyle Pitts. That made me hopeful that maybe, maybe, maybe he thinks that Kyle Pitts might still be around at six. Boy, I'm going to be insufferable tomorrow if Kyle Pitts goes to the Dolphins. Brian's in Jupiter. Brian, you're on ESPN 106.3. What's up, bud? Okay, as a longtime Dolphins fan, my thing is draft for today, not for tomorrow. You have Parker, who's been injured the past what two three years yeah yeah all the time uh yeah you got williams he's been injured the past couple years uh you know draft pits if he's there if he's there draft a wide receiver at six and get your running back at uh what is it uh 18 yeah, I, I believe it is. Yeah, I mean, it, it, would would Najee Harris still be there at eighteen? Potentially, you think? Yeah, he, he'd be there at eighteen, but I think you may be able to get him in the second round. You can get yeah, one of these like, top backs. I'm too. a firm believer that at this or, point, you rarely draft a running back in the first round. Or if you want to trade back from eighteen, right. that yeah. would be the spot to trade back because someone may have a need where you sure. can get a right. running back later in sure. the first round. Yeah, I mean, this is all this is all for two, and you're right about the receiving core. I, I mean, last year the Dolphins led the NFL in drops. Tua, he he receives unfair criticism because he had a receiving core that, one, was injured because, well, Devontae Parker, like you said, is always injured, and two, Tua was putting balls on the money that were just completely dropped, and that has to change, and that only changes if you get elite, reliable talent, and that's why I just don't think you can pass that up at six, but, uh, and that's why you can get a tackle later in the first round if you, you trade down. Get, you can get a Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota right. who's going to be a steal out of this draft, or your buddy Lane Kiffin and call him and ask him about Elijah, Elijah Moore. Moore. That's another I guy. wouldn't mind Elijah Moore. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that, you know, that's, you know, you get a defensive, you know, good defensive rusher in the second, you know, and... Uh, and there's plenty of those. You know, there's even if, plenty of those in the draft. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you got to remember, too, June 1st, uh, aren't they going to, you know, not the Dolphins, but, uh, you know, aren't a bunch of teams going to uh, release... Oh yeah, uh, a bunch of uh, players. Yeah, I mean, I mean you're always you know, you're always going to be able I mean, to pick out of the the free agent heat, but you do want to get some uh, some guys that you can are young that you can bring in and really th- appreciate the call, Brian. But uh, you don't want you don't want to depend on that. You want to make sure that you're maximizing what you did in the draft. The Dolphins did a lot to get here. Going back to the Tunsil trade, stockpiling all those picks, going from three, going to twelve, going back to six. You want to make sure you get this right. This is not the draft to have a miss because you still have questions about your quarterback from last year. So how do we make Pitts happen? Let's make it happen. I think I think we do need to, you know what? I think we need to make a phone call. We we at least need to check in, do our due diligence on Kyle Pitts. Put a little influence. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna um we're gonna hit the phones when we come back. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Lavica, and I'm live on ESPN 106.3. It's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken and Coquel. My life be like... Yeah. NFL draft opening round. We are just hours away. Well... 
Like seven and a half, right, Coquel? Our math insider here on uh, Ken Levick Alive? Well, it depends. What are we trying to do here? Are we trying to draw the audience to the actual NFL draft or the coverage that starts here on ESPN 106.3? Six o'clock with us at the Palm Beach Kennel Club and then nationally at seven o'clock. Well done. That's much better from you. So we're five and a half hours away from Coquel and I from PBKC Honestly, Paddock Restaurant kicking off our five coverage. Five to six. You know they're talking about the draft. Evan Cohen will give you some local and national flavor of the draft. And Josh Cohen and the home team, they're going to go draft heavy today too. Yep. Three to five. We're draft. You know what? Don't leave. Don't leave here. Stay here. Draft day. I love Kyle Pitts. I, I do. I, I mean, I just... I don't know how he wouldn't succeed. Even if he's not going to be a Hall of Famer, how could he not be a weapon that absolutely terrifies opponents? How could he not be productive? And a couple of weeks ago, uh, I was I was sure, just based on every mock I was reading, and it's crazy. For someone who hates mock drafts like I do, Coquel, I sure do look at a lot of them. <laughs> I sure do reference them an awful lot. It's like a, I just, I keep going back for more and I don't get it. It's, it, it is just self-hate on my part. But Kyle Pitts was in that vicinity, uh, six through 10. Some had him in the teens. And then all of a sudden, the pro day happened. His hands were huge. His wingspan was massive. Uh, he ran a 4440 because he's a mutant. And then suddenly the hopes began to dwindle a little bit. And suddenly teams like the Falcons started to show interest. Stupid Falcons. Stupid Falcons. And I, I guess I, I need to, to do my proper due diligence on this. I just, I'd like to pass along a message. See if, if Coach Smith there... You have, you have power. You have your own radio show with your know, name on it. I know. And and that's why I need to finally... I need to finally uh, take advantage of this. I need to finally at least... At least see if I have some pull. I used yeah. to cover the NFL. Oh, sure. I used to cover the Everyone's Dolphins. Everyone's always buzzing about your NFL coverage. I just... I, uh, well... I did a pretty damn good job. I want to be abundantly clear. There's a reason why you have Ken Levick alive featuring Coco. But I also, I just want to see if I can get a message passed along. Uh, let, let's, should we, should we call the Falcons? Yeah, call them. All you right. know, you can know people. You're Ken, All right. you are Ken Blue. Uh, let's call the, uh, the Falcons here. Let me make sure I've got the phone number. All right, dialing the Atlanta Falcons. See how this goes. Let's see if we can get through to them here. It's ringing. Good sign. It's a good sign with phone calls. Busy day, I'm sure. Right? Like, they're, they're taking a ton of calls. Less of a good sign. Didn't expect to get three rings in. Not looking good right now. Do you think the Falcons have an answering machine? Hmm. Voicemail? Does anyone have an answering machine? Thank you for calling the Atlanta Falcons. Are you kidding me? Your call is very important to us. All right, we'll leave Our a message. Our offices are open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. It's 1229. If you are receiving this message during normal business hours, we are on the other line assisting another caller. Please leave a message, right, we'll leave and a it message. will be sent to the appropriate department. And again, thank you for calling the Atlanta Falcons. Okay. Record your message after the tone. Finish and hang up or press 1 for more options. 
Hi, Falcons. My name is Ken Levick. I host a radio show in West Palm Beach, ESPN West Palm, called Ken Levick Alive. This message is uh, for Arthur Smith, the uh, the head coach of the Falcons. I just would like it passed along that uh, we here at ESPN West Palm would prefer if he does not draft Kyle Pitts and uh, he should go get Justin Fields, the Ohio State quarterback. Uh, thank you. Appreciate it. And have yourself a great day. Blessed and day. Please please don't draft Kyle Pitts. And I trust this will make its way to Arthur Smith. Thank you. All right. So at least we left a message. Oh, na- Pitts to the Dolphins! Let's it's go! Happening! Can it happen? Kyle Pitts, baby, coming to the Dolphins. I'm sure, I'm sure that message will be listened to, <laughs> let alone passed along to, uh, to Arthur Smith. You know what we should do is we should... Because I'm sure it's busy. There's a lot of media requests. Draft day is extremely busy. I'm sure there's agents calling. I'm sure that there's coaches on the line. Now, you'd think in 2021 they'd have multiple lines and multiple people (laughs) that would be potentially picking up the phone. Uh, It is the NFL, a billion-dollar corporation. The Arthur Blank is not a, a, uh, oh, I don't know, non-wealthy man. But maybe we should try later in the show just to see if we um, we can talk to a human being. What yeah, do you think? sure. All give him right. a little time we'll to give call us back. Because I'm sure they have your number. I mean, you're a big-time yeah, NFL yeah, guy. Yeah, you yeah. have your own show. Now, right, you have a title sponsor. What is amazing, though, is uh, I the NFL has a black book, which is all the media contacts. And I believe I'm still in the NFL black book uh, as a Dolphins media member. I haven't covered the Dolphins in years and years and years, but I'm not telling anybody. It's prestige to be in that NFL black book, man. That's legit. Um, so... I know that we're in love with the 49ers and what's going to happen at three, but it definitely seems like it's Mac Jones now. Like It's going to be Mac Jones. They want Mac Jones. There's too much there. At some point, when you hear enough of something, there's got to be reality to it. There's got to be truth to it. And it's going to be Mac Jones, I think, at, uh, at three. But what fascinates me most um, other than the Dolphins at six. That's the storyline of the draft to me. And maybe it's biased because I'm a Dolphins fan and I want to see the Dolphins do extremely well and I don't want them to screw this up and I can't do more non-playoff seasons. Um, but Justin Fields, you and I have both said, Coquel, that this is the best quarterback. I think he's the most complete from an athletic standpoint, from an ability to throw the football, from a speed standpoint. He is the best quarterback in the draft. Okay, Trevor Lawrence is going to go number one. We understand that. But Justin Fields, from a pure athlete standpoint, is tops. Does Justin Fields, would he really fall into the teens? Sports Illustrated has a mock draft. Again, there I go again, where he falls into the teens. But Mike Tannenbaum just told us that five quarterbacks are going to be taken in the top ten. Oh, six total. Six. What do you mean? He said there's going to be six total taken, too, in the draft. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Five in the top ten. Justin Fields, where does he, if it's Trevor Lawrence and then it's Kyle Wilson, who is the next quarterback taken? I feel like conventional wisdom would tell you it's Justin Fields, and I still feel like the Falcons, you hear me, Falcons? The Falcons should take Justin Fields. What is the problem with Justin Fields? Like, I don't understand. He had the tape. He was great forever. He's got the athleticism. He's got the size. He's got the arm. And I don't want to hear he can't do reads or he can't process defense and all the other cliches because people don't want to talk about it, though. He, I remember when he signed with Georgia, he almost went Ivy League. Mm-hmm. He was deciding between Harvard, Duke, Northwestern, yeah. and then went to Georgia first before he ended up at Ohio State. Yep. 3-9 kid. Like, he's a high academic kid. So where is the problem? And how often are you using him as a pure pocket passer? 
Like, that's the thing, too. Like, you can read the defense is fine. And I know, oh, he struggled against Northwestern. That's what everybody who wants to criticize Justin Fields is, is pointing Trevor to. Trevor Lawrence struggled in games. Exactly. Like, but he's going number one and no one's talking about it. Right, right. And I think Justin Fields, There's. It, it's so lame how rumors end up taking lives of their own. The work ethic thing. It, that is so overblown. That is so ridiculous. And I've I've not heard one person actually with any like tangible insight tell me that Justin Fields was ever a work ethic problem. Because then you heard it about Trevor Lawrence a couple of weeks later. Fields was almost laughing about it. I watched that show, Hey Rookie, which introduced you to a lot of the guys. And he's like, all I do is work out, watch tape, and go home. He's like, I don't even have friends. Like, I just do football. Like, that's it. He did, so he has no idea where this is coming from. Right. And I, and I don't get it either. The only good thing for Justin Fields that he's dropping is he's not going to the Jets. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. The further he drops, he may end up with the Patriots, a better organization, where maybe that first contract won't be great, but it's not great anyway. But if you're in a winning situation, that second contract is where big money is. You know, you mentioned the Jets, and let's just put it out there real quick. 888-760-3776. I know there's a ton of Jets, fa- Jets fans here in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. 888-760-3776. Are you okay with the Jets being married to Kyle Wilson? Like That's happening. Are you, I, are you asking me? Because I'm not. Oh, I'm going to ask you, but I wanted to put it out there to other Jets fans as well because Kyle Wilson's not only happening, it's been happening for two months. Like After we saw what the draft order was going to be, the Jets and Zach Wilson were married. But it seemed a bit rushed. It seemed a bit... Uh, Kyle Wilson... Shotgun wedding. Yeah, yeah, it sort of did. Like, it was it was sort of a um, a, a medieval arranged wedding. Like, why? What, why? I know he's talented. And I know that he finally realized potential this year because there have been a couple of seasons at BYU where it's like, when is this guy going to finally reach his apex? And he did. He did. But he also did it in a pandemic season with a lot of raggedness to it. And I just know that I, he's he's... One of two quarterbacks that I've seen play in person, Justin Fields being the other one, 2019, I called his opener in an Ohio State uniform uh, against FAU, and then at the roofclaim.com, Boca Tumble, we saw Kyle Wilson rip up UCF. But there wasn't one throw in that game, also because UCF's defense was horrific, that Kyle Wilson had to stretch the field at all. He threw it to the outside, to his receivers, the tight ends were blocking... Uh, what, what? Zach Wilson. Oh, Zach. Why do I Kyle, keep calling him Kyle Wilson? There was a Kyle Wilson corner for the Jets, and they took it. I know, State. but I keep doing that. I keep doing that. Zach he was terrible Wilson, too, by the way. But Zach Wilson, all he had to do was throw to the outside. The tight ends were blocking, and you had twenty yards after the catch. That's how they rolled up UCF. But you, as a Jets fan, it's a shotgun wedding. It's the best way to describe it. The Jets were watching the roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl, like all of us. They saw this pretty little blonde thing. Had some fun. Maybe the mistakes went a little too far. Things went a little far. Maybe should we do it? Should we not? They did it. Now they're stuck with him for life. 18 years. Well, they, they are. They're stuck with him now because if they did anything, I think Jets fans have talked themselves into Zach Wilson. It's like Giants fans with Daniel Jones. It's the same idea. The quarterback that's not that good, but you fell in love. You talked yourself into it, and then the Jets are going to be married to him even though he's not good. And now I have to defend him. Right. I have to go around pretending I'm a, I'm going to buy my kids a Zach Wilson jersey knowing he's not good. You know what? Just buy, buy him a Kyle Wilson jersey. That'll make you feel better about the entire thing. <laughs> Kyle Wilson, Zach Wilson, same guy. He was a bust guy. already. I did that already. But also, Boise State corner. Couldn't cover anything. I know you wanted to take a shot at the Giants, but I'm not 
sure that Danny Zach Dimes Wilson is, is going to be uh, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is just sort of a guy. I at least think Zach Wilson is more than a guy. But is he the guy that you should be taking it to? Because shouldn't you have taken a little deeper look? Shouldn't we have seen them at a lot of pro days, a ton of pro days, and speculation about Justin Fields, speculation about Trey Lance, uh, speculation about Mac Jones, but instead it was all 49ers. For whatever reason, the Jets just decided – yeah, we're going to have a, as easy an offseason as we possibly can. Woody Johnson liked his tweets. <laughs> when, uh, there, is, there is a group of nerds that I did not know existed. A group of cinematic nerds that I had no idea existed until, honestly, the last week and a half. And it just so happens that the man sitting to my left, Coquel, is one of those nerds. And I need to address this next. We're talking draft day. Is it a good or a bad movie? I say bad. Coquel swears by it. We'll be back and we'll discuss it. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Levicka. At Michael Bosco on Twitter, please stop calling Zach Wilson Kyle. I got it, Mike. I got it. Thanks for the tweet. Appreciate it. Honest mistake, okay? Zach Wilson. I mean, he's going number two to the Jets. He he is. That's been a done deal. And I again, he might be great. I just don't understand why it seemed like as soon as the season ended, Zach Wilson, New York Jet. By the way, before we get to your calls, God, I love draft day. 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. And a reminder, Coquel and myself, special edition, part two, if you will, round two, if you will, of Ken Levick Alive from PBKC Paddock Restaurant for their NFL draft party. We're going to be there. San Antonio Holmes is going to be there. Doors open at 5. We'll be on at 6 o'clock right here. The official start of draft coverage here tonight on ESPN 106.3. The number one overall pick will be Trevor Lawrence to the Jaguars at right around 8 o'clock Eastern time. So, the This is according to, first reported, I should say, by Paul Allen. He has a radio show in uh, in Minnesota. He's the play-by-play voice of the Vikings. He is so good. But KFAN, KFAN in Minneapolis, he reported this morning, the 49ers last night offered the Packers the third overall pick plus a bunch of other picks and a bunch of players from their current roster, including Jimmy G, to land Aaron Rodgers. This deal was proposed last night and the Packers said no. They turned it down. I have to say, bravo to the 49ers. That's the type of bold absurdity that I love. And you might as well take a shot, right? Take your shot and see. Take your swing and see. Uh, At the very least, you can say you tried. Well done by the 49ers. The Packers better lock up Aaron Rodgers or else they should have taken the trade. You know what? Absolutely. Absolutely. They better sign Aaron Rodgers to an extension if they said no to that. I mean, completely. We can laugh at this, and I think the initial reaction is to laugh at a deal like this. Like, the Packers would never get rid of Aaron Rodgers. But yeah, what if (laughs) next year we're talking about Jordan Love taking the quarterback throne? Uh, Then I assure you some Packers fans would be like, why why didn't you take Jimmy T and the number three overall pick? That seems a little crazy. Uh, Let's go to the phones. Mike in New York City. What's up, Mike? What's going on, guys? So, with my whole Jets thing, what's more likely, that the Jets think that Kyle Wilson, as you call him, is related <laughs> to Russell Wilson, or Wilson from Castaway? 
Now, that's a great point. Now, by the way, uh, Mike. Terrible. Will, no, no. Oh, excuse me. Castaway is an all-time classic. It's better than Draft Day. That's for damn sure. Wilson's one of the more underrated movie characters of all time, Mike. Where do you stand with this? Oh, 1,000%. Yeah. I mean, for an inanimate object, he's the best supporting actor, I think, of all time. He has no range. <laughs> best, supporting, best inanimate supporting actor of all time is the most intelligent thing that's been on this radio show today. Thank you for that, Mike. I really appreciate it. <laughs> uh, but, the, you know, I, I think, what if, what if Woody Johnson was like, ah, Wilson, is he, is he related to that dude in Seattle? Lock him up. Make it happen. And that's how that whole thing went down. And, Mike, would that surprise you with the New York Jets? No. I, the, the thing that would, would really surprise me or really not surprise me is the, if they actually traded out of number two to take a kicker. I mean, that would be just <laughs> the right. ultimate judgment. That's enough of you, Mike. <laughs> Mike, appreciate it, buddy. 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. Uh, man, you are totally right, though. What if they don't lock up Aaron Rodgers? We're going to go back to this swing in the dark from uh, the 49ers last night, and Packers fans are going to wonder, why didn't we get Jimmy G in the number three? The pressure is on the Packers. Like, I need a contract extension for Rodgers, like, next week now after seeing this story, for sure. Uh, Joe is in Jupiter. Joe, you're on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, buddy. What's up, guys? What's going on, man? Uh, your experience in, co- in covering college football and uh, the two corners that are probably going to be available, but they, but they might not, with J.C. Horn and mm-hmm. uh, Sertan. Um, it was always Sertan the past three months and the 9,000 breakdowns we've been getting about the draft and who the Cowboys are going to pick. But now Horn is starting to creep up. I'm, I think I might be more happier with Horn. What is your opinion on those two? Because I've never asked you that before, and uh, – yeah, no, it's a good question. I, I, I mean, I'm of the belief that Sertan is is the guy. But now you're also you're seeing rumors this morning that multiple NFL teams. This was reported by ESPN. Multiple NFL teams believe the Eagles are looking to trade in to the top ten to possibly get a corner, move up from twelve and get into the top ten. And of course, Joe, that would directly affect what the Cowboys would potentially do uh, in that spot that, and at that position. A, that, that's a great point, too. The Eagles and us have that history. They have burned us in the past. <laughs> they, will, they will come right up in front of us to try to get somebody just based on other things as well. Joe but has also some Philly because they PTSD. know we want that player. Yep. Hey, why not? They're in division. That's, why not? I, I mean, it's, it's not the worst idea in the world. Coquel, where do you stand on this with the corners? I would go with Sertan, um, and it probably just me overthink, not overthinking, but going with the bloodlines and the experience and understanding the moment. You don't have to worry about the NFL being too hard for him. He grew up in the NFL following his dad. But also, it's just, I hear people comparing him to Revis. You don't hear J.C. Horn getting that same comparison. If you can have that shut down corner, okay. that's what you want. And I also, too, I trust I, like I trust corners coming out of Alabama. I know that there's a question about quarterbacks coming out of Alabama and whether or not that's actually a thing. But there's generally been good history with, with that position coming out of Alabama. Joe, the best, the best thing for you, though, might be for the Eagles to trade up because then you can only take the guy who's available and not be mad anymore. Yeah, good point. That's Make it true. easy on yourself. I'll, 
but I would like to have that pair of Alabama corners with Trayvon Diggs on one side and mm-hmm. and uh, Sertan on the other. That that might be pretty 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 awesome. So would not we'll uh, see. would not be a bad thing, Joe. Really appreciate you. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six eight 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 seven six zero ESPN. We'll try the Falcons one more time when we come back. See if we at least can't get a a human being to pass along our message to uh, Arthur Smith, and then we'll make NFL draft bold predictions he's coquel i'm ken levick i'm live on espn 106.3 spend your lunch with ken by calling 888-760-3776 it's ken levick alive presented by fau mba and sport management program here's ken levick and chris coquel draft day nerds not like draft day but the movie draft day the Kevin Costner flop draft day. There's a whole fiefdom of nerds who swear by this thing and watch it multiple times during draft week. I had no clue it existed, except Coquel has unfortunately, and Evan Cohen for that matter, enlightened me to the fact that it's apparently a tradition to watch this thing during draft week. Draft day, bad movie, but apparently you swear by it, Coquel. It's a great movie. What is wrong with the movie draft day? Besides, okay. Let's get Dennis Leary as if he didn't exist because that was the worst coach speak coach around. Yeah. He was Why? Worst. Who's casting that? It was awful. It was an and that's awful an Ivan cast. Reitman film, he right? He didn't sound any. I have no idea. I think it is. Stop making it a nerd thing. It's a fun football movie. Year Ivan Reitman. Is that an Ivan Reitman film? Like it's a movie, not a film. And who's Ivan? It's a film. Film and movie are the same thing. Ruined. No, it's not. A film is something you have like. All a, right, whatever. You have cheese and crackers and a little bit of wine and watch. A movie, you get candy, popcorn, nacho cheese on your belly, and you scoop it off your belly. That's a movie. So, in this movie, yeah. uh, Sonny, what, what's Kevin Costner's last name in that movie? Weaver. Sonny Weaver gives up three first-round picks, right, to move up to number one overall. Trades with Seattle. By the way, which isn't in the movie, it's framed as an outlandish trade that he would even ask that. That's a normal pick to go from seven to one. It's not that outlandish. You're right, because again, like you keep saying, especially with Bo Callahan three, on the board, and what you like you keep saying, three first round picks, like the pick you had, it counts as one of those three picks. Yeah, so yeah, so it's really not it's two. not out of the realm of possibility. But for a guy like Bo Callahan, yeah, but you Bo Callahan, who was a can't miss quarterback, whose character concerns were solely that he was kind of a jerk sometimes and that not one of his teammates came to his birthday party yeah but that's the character concern how if i if that was real life and my team if the cleveland browns didn't take bo callahan and i found out that's the reason why i would burn every jersey i own and cancel my season tickets immediately hold on though when a team sent him a playbook with a hundred dollars in it he didn't send it back brian drew did and then he lied about having seen it and, you know, tell us he didn't even open I don't the care. Throw touchdowns Brian for me. Brian Drew is healthy. He's back. He had the best offseason ever. You don't need to Bo Callahan. Oh, my God. So instead of, of taking the, the can't-miss quarterback with the number one overall pick, you then embarrass yourself by trading back, and you take a linebacker. You take a linebacker who his major pitch to you was that I played well one-on-one against him in college. He played well all year. People were calling him a hothead for handing the ball to a fan. It was his dying sister. What a story. And then you take a running back Rage because his, Oh, my God. Because his, Cleveland you, royalty. You take a running back in the first round, right? It was in the first Rage round. Ray seven. You took uh, – yeah, you moved back. To like Seven six. was Vontae Mack, right? No, they moved up to one to get Vontae Mack. They end up trading back up. Oh, yeah, that makes it even six. more infuriating. And then they got extra, they got their picks back. And the punt returner. 
a punt returner, change the game, flip the field. If this was real life, Sonny, oh. what's his last Weaver. name? Sonny Weaver would have been fired on Friday. And, and he really needs to marry his girlfriend. The fact that he knocked her up and didn't tell anyone not good, the cap of specialty. Wait, this really moved out of the football realm and went into so wait. Like his mom like barely knew that they were dating. The ex-wife showed up to spread uh, the ashes of his dad. Our Laura Miser is representing Cleveland. We have a lot of representation in this office, but I'm just saying, Laura, Draft Day is a horrific movie. I mean, an absolutely, an absolutely terrible movie. And Sonny Weaver would have been fired on Friday yeah, morning, six a.m. For sleeping with the special, the cap specialist. <laughs> Yeah, wait, 888-760-3776. Sonny Weaver would have been fired more for A, not taking the quarterback and instead taking the linebacker and the running back in the first round, or B, knocking up the cap specialist and not telling anybody. 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. Do you think it's tradition now? Because I have seen so much Twitter now where apparently people have made it a tradition of having to watch draft day on draft week. I never heard of that till this year. I'm a little mad at myself because I've rented it now four different times for $3.99, and I probably could have just bought it. What, you've been paying for it? Yeah. How am I going to get legally stream it, Ken? I'm not an animal. Coquel. Coquel. I rented it last night, $3.99. Oh, my God. On the Xfinity, though, came in crystal clear. How many times have you rented draft day? Three or four. I I thought I bought it at one point because I may or may not have used to show it in my math class every year on draft day. That's what we would do. I'm legit angry. All right, let's go ahead and call the Falcons one more time here, okay? They may answer, Ken. We live in a different world now. Is that a quote from the movie? From a few hours ago. Seems really inspirational. Wait, what? You really cut it off with the uh, BB buttons. (laughs) BB buttons? It's the phone. Draft day. What an absolute disaster. You paid four times for it. Just buy it. Maybe they can send it to me. Browns? Goldhammer in Cleveland. He's making two cents every time I rent it. He is in that. Is this really going to happen again? What could they possibly be doing right now? Wow, not taking your calls, apparently. Apparently not. They better not be taking Kyle Pitts either. I'll just We'll just leave them a reminder. Tell them to call back between 3 to 6. Give them our phone number. Thank you for calling the Atlanta Falcons. Your call is very important to us. Well, now our it's offices a are open important? Monday through now Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you are receiving this message during normal business hours, we are on the other line assisting so another caller. Not in the Please office. leave a message and it will be they're sent the to the appropriate department. Oh. And again, thank Good, you thank for you. calling the Atlanta Falcons. Record your message after the tone. When you've finished, you can hang Come up on, or press one it. for more options. Hi, this is Ken Levicka again from Ken Levicka Live, ESPN West Palm. Coquel is here uh, as well. Uh, just wanted to uh, follow up on a message we had sent uh, earlier. Want to make sure that uh, this message gets to uh, Arthur Smith and even Arthur Blank, if uh, you have that type of access. Uh, please take Justin Fields, the quarterback in tonight's NFL draft. Uh, Kyle Pitts, uh, we've heard some real bad Ooh, things about him. and uh, Yeah, a lot of character flaws. In fact, I heard that he went to a birthday party and his friends didn't show up. And didn't- so... Didn't even return money in a playbook. Right, 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 right. So uh, if you could leave Kyle Pitts and let him fall to the Dolphins, that would be great. So, again, this message is for uh, Arthur Smith and uh, Arthur Blank. Uh, so thank you. I appreciate if that. If they could call us back, that would be great, Yeah, too. if you could call us back at 888-760-3776, uh, that would be much appreciated. And uh, we're also wondering if you've ever seen Draft Day. Thank you. Bye. All right, so we're going to be back uh, at 6 o'clock tonight from PBKC Paddock Restaurant. Uh, round two of our coverage of our show, Ken Levick Alive. Round two mock draft? 
No, we're not doing no. a mock. We're not. We're not doing a mock draft. We're not doing That's anything. Tomorrow. We'll see if Santonio Holmes is going to be on. He'll be there. We know that. Right, uh, yeah, we'll just see. Like Ike Taylor. <laughs> Would you stop already? You, stop being so bitter. Big thanks to Joe Rigotti, who we always put him in impossible circumstances. Uh, also, want to thank Kyle Wilson for making an appearance Boise on this State. show in spirit. Boise State, number one pick, two thousand ten of the Jets, and also Jets fans. When Zach Wilson is picked tonight, just hope that you made the right decision. Okay, mm-hmm. Kyle Pitts, I love you. I love you, and sorry about lying to the Falcons about your character concerns. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live. We'll talk to you at 6 on ESPN 106.3. Due to overwhelming response, Greenway Kia of West Palm Beach is extending their payments 